for another change of subject, which I do more often than not here on Organic Matters. And incidentally, thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk a little bit about the the kind of unsung heroes, I'm going to call them, uh, in the animal world. And I'm just going to hit a few. I, this is just, in essence, uh, uh, what animals do for us rather than just what we do for them. You know, from the dog sitting on your couch to the near-mythical Norwell in the depths of our Arctic oceans, animals play a key role in, in environmental protection and human wellness. Let's take a look at some of the miraculous ways animals help us. And I'm just going to hit a few. I may even do this a few weeks. I've just been kind of into animals for the six decades I've been around. And I uh, appreciate them more all the time. If you've listened to me over the years, you know one of my favorite, and it is an animal, people get that confused, uh, are bees. Bees are really, really powerful pollinators. Did you know about one-third of the world's food depends on pollination? Many of the Earth's plants, about 30% of the world's crops, and 90% of our wild plants depend on these little guys, these little heroes, our bees. As they buzz from plant to plant, bees are powerful pollinators and play a vital role in the ecosystem. So the next time you find a wildflower, you can thank a busy bee for it being there. Another unsung hero in the, in the animal world that, that I have actually honored for years and been in awe of, but a lot of people, as a matter of fact, there's a time when we tried to wipe them out, and that's the beavers. Because beavers really do combat climate change, and it's getting more apparent all the time. These woodland creatures have proved incredibly adept at naturally regulating ecosystems. Their gnawing and damming reduce flooding and wildfire damage, preserve fish populations, and conserve freshwater reservoirs. Key to combating the effects of climate change. So when it comes to what I call much-needed river ecosystem regulation, leave it to the beaver. And incidentally, we're now repopulating beavers, especially out west in the Rocky Mountains. They're literally dropping them in by airplane. And they're reconstructing what the old, what we call original forest really was. First, we practically wiped them out for their furs. Then we made a, they actually put a, a bounty on them in certain parts of our country because they said they were ruining our environment. Well, now it's gone 180 degrees. We now realize the beaver actually improves the ecosystem wherever it is. Yes, it does cut down trees. Yes, it does move the forest, but that's what makes it regrow. They are a part of our environment that actually regenerate the forest and, of course, increases the biodiversity wherever they put their dams and back up the water and save the fish and things that we, we never realized how important they were. I hope not just me, but everyone else is beginning to realize a beaver is an integrate part of our own natural ecosystem. Now let's switch a minute to a totally different concept because I have personally been involved. I have raised several llamas in my life, more than several. Uh, a llama, of all things, well, this is not a natural animal, of course, here in our environment. But in addition to being a farm animal with a particularly low environmental impact, they're really good at. And a sweet tooth, they'll eat, folks, they'll eat plants nothing else will eat. They will eat the Russian thistle that have come here. They will even trim your cedar trees for you. They're just a good all-around 
kind of addition to your farm living system. And most, a lot of parts of the world where they've been introduced or where they live naturally, llamas have also been found to be incredibly effective guard animals. Yes, guard llamas. I helped raise some. These sociable animals bond with herd animals, which makes them just instinctively protective against predators and an invaluable asset to shepherds and ranchers out west, but really in all parts of, of our country. Now, here's a little guy I bet you haven't thought much of, or if you do, it's not been very nice. Rats. Guess what they're doing now? Rats get a really bad rap, <laughs> but with their keen sense of smell and, and they're way more trainable than you could ever imagine, they've been found to be exceptionally suited to work as landmine detectors all over the world now. More efficient than metal detectors and cheaper than dogs. Rats, which incidentally in many parts of the world where they use them, they've nicknamed them hero rats, are being trained to sniff out landmines. And that, especially in countries that have been really, really um, invaded for years, it allows previously unusable land to once again become productive because they can clear the mines off of them and use them again for agriculture. And another animal I've thrown in here is what I call food for thought because there are little guys that, that are really um, not thought much of and when it is, it's not always good thoughts. Squirrels. Squirrels really do help folks. Squirrels help trees take root. Think about this. Well, you may know them as the little neighborhood park dwellers that come and bother your seeds and ruin your bird feeders sometimes. Squirrels' natural habitat is the forest where they, of course, play for thousands of years, way before we got here, a major role as nature's tree planters. These little guys, these little, almost forgettable little creatures that once you, you just forget they're even around almost, but their nut gathering and storing have a big impact. We're yeah, most of those stores, incidentally, each year or winter are always forgotten. Well, a good number of those nuts that they store, guess what? Grow into trees, folks. So when you see a good stand of forest, even, even in urban areas, you can guarantee there wasn't some human out there putting those seeds out or those nuts out. It was our little guys that we sometimes vilify, the squirrel. And I decided to add another animal that I've dealt with that not a lot of people think highly of. I was raised in South Georgia, extreme South Georgia, on the edges of the Okefenokee Swamp. Well, even though back then the alligator was extremely rare, they thought at least, and was protected both statewide and federally. But as a young boy, I could find you alligators to observe yeah, most any time of the year except dead winter, and even then if the sun came out. So I knew a little bit about them. But let me tell you something that most people don't realize. They are, if not the ultimate, one of the ultimate creatures that save those swamps, especially down in the Everglades and in part of the Okefenokee. When we have those big droughts, and incidentally, these droughts are coming more often and more severe, the old men, the old alligators, make what they call gator holes. No, that doesn't, why would we care? Uh, it, it's very interesting. Those holes in many cases for months at a time might become the only place those swamp animals that are used to having a lot of water have a place to come and drink and to cool themselves. And if those male huge alligators are taken out of the, the population, and many times they were back then, it actually infected the entire environment of that entire swamp area where that 
that guy lived for years, most of the time, and actually helped to save the ecology of those lowlands. And while I'm thinking about other animals most people don't think about, let me tell you a story about a little, it's not little, it's a pretty big animal called a norwal. Interesting animal. Otherwise known as the unicorns of the sea, these deep divers have become instrumental to NASA's scientific tracking of temperature changes up in the whole north, but especially in the Greenland's Arctic area. Researchers have employed norwals fitted with transmitters, radio transmitters, hundreds of them, to collect data from hard-to-reach depths of the Arctic, uh, and they do a scientific study on the water salinity, the temperatures, and the impact of the increasing warm oceans on Greenland's glaciers. And interestingly, somewhat like I just mentioned alligators a few minutes ago, let's talk about another great animal, the elephants, they, because they create a source of water for other species they live in and have for millennium. Not only are they major tourist attractions, of course, for many countries who depend on this economic boost, the elephant is also one of the most intelligent animals on this planet and key to the biodiversity of the ecosystem where it lives. During dry seasons, elephants use their huge tusk and dig for water, providing some of the much-needed relief from the heat for other animals. Again, very similar to what the alligator does in the swampy regions where it lives, the, the elephant does in the ecosystems where he is a part of the system. And please, please don't forget our bird friends. This little ecological handyman, I mean, they're, they're great at it. Birds really do it all, from reforestation and seed pollination to pest control and soil fertilization. Whether in a forest or on a farm or simply in your garden, these feathered friends play a vital role in keeping nature balanced and indicating when it's not in balance. So they're sort of an indicator species that tells us, in many cases, hey, we're doing something wrong here. We need to fix it. And sort of a weird aside, let me bring up another little guy that I have always been fascinated by. Octopus. Octopi are avid recyclers. This is kind of corny, but it's kind of fun. An unlikely ally, octopi, octopuses, <laughs> I think. Uh, octopi is supposed to be the plural. Are resourceful creatures with a talent for recycling. They put their tentacles to work reusing and reducing waste. This is really strange. I came up with this from another man's study. Through their creative use of glass containers, coconut shells, and a lot of other debris that we just throw in the ocean to create shelters. Well, that may not sound so like really important to clean up our ecosystem. What is interesting that, that in essence, some of our trash, you know, one man's trash is another octopus treasure. I think if you think about this in sort of an obtuse way, we can all learn a little something about reduce, reuse, and recycle. And these little guys are amazingly adept at that. And finally, how can we talk about animals that are, are uh, good for us and, and good to have around if we can't bring up the dog? Dogs are considered by many to be literally humanity's best friend for a lot of reasons. From astute service dogs guiding those with visual impairments and other problems, to loyal friends just providing emotional support to search and rescue canines, saving lives. 
These animals have broad positive effects on our world and our well-being, and incidentally have for thousands of years. They're one of the first domesticated animals that became part of humanity. In ancient studies, it shows that dogs had actually already been, I want to use the word socialized or tamed or domesticated, before or about the time that fire became an asset to man. So they've really been here a long time and have served us in millions of ways. So even if you're not a dog owner, next time you see somebody with a dog, just think about it. This guy has been an intricate part of our entire human existence for thousands of years. So I hope you enjoy something a little different once in a while. I just had to throw, there's a lot of other animals I'd like to talk about that are true assets to the way we live, to our existence. And I'll start doing a few, a few once in a while. I've tried to kind of broaden my horizons about especially wild animals that are still assets to us. So, so I'll bring it up from time to time. And thanks, of course, for staying tuned here to Organic Matters. Mm-hmm.